Young Gun, a podcast about Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. I'm Demetri Ravanis, a Bama grad. She is Lauren Brownlow, the biggest Panthers fan I know. And we are talking about the team with the spotlight on its new franchise quarterback. And Lauren, I think that the franchise quarterback very much was at the front of Dan Morgan and uh, Dave Tepper's mind when they hired Dave Canales to be the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, based on everything I was reading and hearing yesterday, um, it seems like he's a guy that, you know, people look at as a guy who can sort of rehab quarterbacks. And I think that makes sense. I mean, Geno Smith in Seattle, certainly, obviously. I mean, listen, it was funny. (laughs) Bucks fan, I know, texted and was like, we only got nine points against y'all. And I was, I, I was about to, you know, football splain. The defense wasn't our problem, but whatever. Right. It's fine. Um, it, but I was like, yeah, but at the same time, like, what can I say as a Panthers fan? Like, they took Baker Mayfield, a guy that looked like ass in Charlotte. Yeah. And he looked like a – like, again, as we've learned, I think, in this year's playoffs, to be clear, I don't think he's anyone's, like, franchise elite no that's not but you don't always need that as we've learned from these playoffs you don't you just need a guy that can get the job done and he brought the best down in baker he found the good things in baker and sort of channeled them in a positive direction and rehabbed his confidence and i think that's going to be big for bryce because look he's a human being i'm sure last year affected his confidence at least a little bit Um, we saw it on the field like yeah he was not very good at hiding that no, sometimes no. I mean, he tried. It wasn't for lack yeah. of trying, for sure, to hide it. Uh, but every now and then we would see it. And also we could just, you know, we, we know because he's a human and we would feel the same way. Um. Yeah, I mean, to to your point about rehabbing quarterbacks, obviously the last two years you mentioned Gino Smith and Baker Mayfield. I think it's important to point out that before Gino, his quarterback was Russell Wilson. Here's a dude with a track record with little quarterbacks as well. Yeah, no, for sure. The little tiny ones, especially. Yeah, that's so, right. Just like so, guys. whether or making not- them feel big inside, and Abs- I look, Baker, <laughs> Baker is yeah, Baker's on the littler side too. He got balls batted down all the time, so yep. that wasn't as big of an issue this year, I don't think. So I think, I think he gets it. He knows how to work with what he has. He knows how to make guys feel good, and it seems like the guys that he played that that he coached really go hard for him and respect him and care about him a lot. And that's something we've talked about a bunch on this podcast that you have to be as an NFL head coach. Hi, Dan Campbell. And I feel like Dan Campbell is like helping change the model almost of what teams are looking for when they're hiring a head coach now, which I think, by the way, is great. Yeah, no, I I agree. I also think that, um, look, Dan Morgan, who is the new GM, promoted from an assistant GM role, they work together in Seattle. I think, I don't know if you saw some of the uh, quotes from, Pete Carroll that were coming out yesterday, but it's clear like bosses really seem to like Dave Canales and seem to think that this is a guy that they can rely on a to carry out their plan and B uh, to sort of be blunt with them when things are not working. At least that was, that was the tone I got from the quotes from Pete Carroll. For sure. I think that look, the players, like there's this misconception out there, I think, about like the next this generation of players that they yeah. oh, there's so you can't have like a guy who's hard on them and blah blah blah. It's like, no, they just want to be talked to like adults. Like w- no, people <laughs> that are growing up now just don't want to be screamed at like you're in the army. 
Yeah. You're not in the army. You are a professional football player. And most people at their job don't expect to be screamed at. So I don't know why they'd be any different. You know what I mean? And and yeah. like, I think, I think that they just, but that, that doesn't mean they don't want you to be honest. They do. Yeah. They don't want you to blow smoke. They don't want you to sit there and be like, everything's great. When they know it's not great. That I think they respect even less. So they do want you to be honest. They just don't want you to scream at them. I know that especially coming off of this last season, we are used to not giving Dave Tepper or the Panthers uh, the benefit of the doubt. And they certainly have earned that reputation, but I yeah. feel really good about this. Like I, I really like this hire. I'm not going to say like, it's clear. I don't think it's a, uh, it's a secret, right? That Ben Johnson is the guy that Dave Tepper coveted. Clearly Ben Johnson uh, is not going to be the coach of the Panthers. And I think even though he got two virtual interviews, I think it was pretty clear pretty early he was not going to be the coach of the Panthers. I don't know that this is a worse choice necessarily. Like neither of them have a track record of running a franchise to tell us that this is, uh, you know, a, a step down or a, a silver medal, so to speak. For sure. And I think like, what did I say? I said I almost didn't want a name. That was my thing because that would prove to me that Tepper and that the Panthers have taken the time to like get the best advice and mm -hmm. find the best candidate regardless of like what splash it might make yeah. or not. And so, and I wanted an offensive guy. Those were two things I wanted. And an offensive guy that shows a desire to continue to keep coaching football, unlike Frank Reich. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, caveat there seems important. So um, I, I got to tell you, I'm happy with it, honestly, as well for now. I mean, I don't, we can't know, like you said, but yeah, at the of course. same time. Also, you know, I mean, sorry, easy on the eyes. Just saying. Uh, Lauren, I would be lied if I did not say that was my first thought as well was, oh my, we have a handsome coach. <laughs> no, I mean, I sat in yesterday with, uh, on the Obvious and Julio podcast and literally I'm like, cause I'm getting in at, not long after the news broke and I pull up the, I pull up the, the old Google. I wish, I wish Obvious had been filming during this because he made fun of me so much for this, but I was like, Ooh, hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I think this is certainly uh, the most handsome coach in the NFL now, maybe since Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, but although <laughs> the, the years have not, the three years since then have not been kind <laughs> right. to Cliff Kingsbury for whatever reason. But yeah, no, I I would, I mean, he, he's definitely up there. Mike Tomlin, obviously still a handsome man as well. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. So I, I will tell you one thing, this actually, this hire changed my opinion of the Dan Morgan hire. Um, I, yeah. when Morgan was promoted, I, my immediate reaction was, Oh, this is a sign that Tepper doesn't want pushback, right? Like Tepper is clearly promoting a guy that knows what it means to work for Dave Tepper. But as quickly as Canales gets hired, knowing what their history is together, I, I got to imagine that hiring Morgan, the strategy of hiring Morgan is at least in part to close the deal on who they wanted. You and I disagree a little there, only because Dan has actually like been working around this league for a while. Right. right. Know, so for people like that don't know, uh, he even though his playing career was in Carolina, his front office career started in Seattle and then Buffalo before coming to Carolina. Yeah. So he's and and that's the thing. Like he has a reputation across this league and and around Charlotte as well, but also across this league is kind of a no nonsense guy. A guy who's not afraid to speak his mind. I don't think he's ever been afraid to speak his mind to David Tepper before. Maybe David Tepper doesn't always listen. Who knows? Yeah. But and <laughs> to me, this also shows me a sign that like I do think David Tepper is trying. Mm. 
I don't know what that means. I don't yeah. know if he's only doing it to look good. I don't really care. It does show me that he's at least trying like to hire. And and you know what? This team doesn't have a culture. Anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's be yeah. real. And the last one of the strongest cultures it's ever had was when Dan was on the team. Right. Mm-hmm. So Dan also understands that and understands that this team needs to get a direction and an identity and kind of coalesce around that. And so I, I, I did not mind the Dan hire as much because I think like if it had been somebody that was like newer to the position and a former Panther, I would not like it because I'd be like, but at least he's got a lot of experience in that area. I said that on radio in South Carolina earlier this week was if you are telling me this is Luke Keekley and not Dan Morgan, then yeah, this feels like a placate the fans uh, kind of thing. No, I'm, I'm with you. And I understand what his culture is in front offices. And particularly you mentioned there being no culture right at Carolina right now. Seattle certainly had a strong culture. Buffalo had a strong culture, although now we're learning it may not have been uh, the most um, competent culture uh, in the NFL. But certainly he is coming from places that had an identity and he has recognized uh, the importance of that in terms of becoming whatever it is this franchise uh, is going to be. And, you know, you add to that, I go back to what you just said, right? an offensive mind that wants to coach. He is leaning on a dude, A, it's his first opportunity as a head coach in the NFL, and B, a guy that even this year, X number of years into his coaching career, I I think nine years in the NFL uh, as an assistant, if I remember right, for Canales, um, he's clearly still learning. And that was not what we had with Frank Reich, right? Like Frank Reich was dead set on sticking to a playbook that clearly was not working for his rookie quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say, and look, here's the other thing too, right? I mean, it would be one thing too, if I felt like this was like their last choice um, and no one else wanted it. But I do think that plenty of those retread coaches, at least based on what I was reading, they weren't going to be super picky about where they were ending up. Uh, Yeah. So like, if, if, if Tepper were, were really worried about like, let me get a name that people know and like, and was obsessed with just that, he probably would have hired like a Belichick. Or something. I mean, right, right. Belichick is still, so two things there. A, Belichick is still sitting out there. And B, this team had the option to hire Raheem Morris and did, yeah. right? And, and now you have a division opponent that has gone out and hired Raheem Morris. This feels more like we got the guy we wanted, than, admittedly, than I was anticipating the the way the search was going to end i mean yeah i think they probably did want ben johnson but he didn't want them and at the end of the day you have to like that does matter you know yeah. what i mean so it's not like oh the panthers didn't get their guy and that's bad well if he didn't want to go there in the first place and he was kind of lukewarm on it then it's for the best because guess what yeah. it seems like Mike didn't really want to go there in hindsight <laughs> right if he had that to do over maybe he'd just sit out a year yeah 100%. Uh, don't forget to take the time to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you are hearing it, be it YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Not only uh, those stars and those thumbs up, but also your comments help put this show in front of other people. Yes, the regular season is over for the Carolina Panthers. The season is over for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but we are still going with this show uh, into the offseason, just a little less frequent than before. So please take the time to like and subscribe uh to uh to the show uh we've talked about this last week lauren that we are going to be changing the name uh of this show because you know we we did the first year of the rookie quarterback right like now it's about focusing on the franchise going forward yeah 
Does Dave Canales warrant some sort of mention in the new name? Uh, I don't. I don't really know how we would like slide that in. You know yeah, what I mean? Fair, fair. If he's bad, we will change the name of the show again next year to Canal Ass. Because not not me considering yesterday whether I should like tell people I kind of want to call him Dave Caliente. <laughs> What if I just keep that to myself? I, I think right now this is a uh, between friends kind of thing. Well, yeah, well, now it's between us all friends. That's so. right. That's right. Exactly. Um, do you expect any continuity at all with the coaching staff? I mean, obviously, there is not much that feels like you have to hang on to. But you see that player survey that the athletic did that talked about how players around the league are high on Thomas Brown. Players uh, yeah. around the league were high um, on. Um, oh, Jesus. I've already forgotten the interim thing. What? Oh, you forgotten what? Sorry. Yeah, I forgot the interim coach's name. Uh, the interim coach. Oh, Chris. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like it's Chris. It's Chris special teams. It's yeah, exactly. It's such a new day that uh, that I have uh, completely oh forgotten. I'm so the, the the season was so traumatic for me. I've just wiped it from my memory almost entirely. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm literally. I'm, why can I not remember his Chris last name? Chris Tabor. Literally, what is it? Chris Tabor. Thank you so much. I was going to call him Chris Hurd, and I was like, that's not right. No. Uh, so Tabor and Brown have good reputations around the league, but the performance yes. here doesn't necessarily warrant keeping them. Ajiro Evero got an interview for the head coaching position. He's obviously highly thought of. I'm so, yeah, I'm really happy for him. He's He's been, I mean, I'm uh, like, this is me with the caveat of like, hopefully they're not calling him to fulfill their Rooney rule requirements. Yeah. But I think it's great. And I know like the Steelers, uh, because Brooke Pryor was in yesterday on the show as well. And she's a Steelers reporter. She said the Steelers were talking to Thomas Brown for their open offensive coordinator job. I don't know that they would hire him. I don't know if that'd be the best place for him considering all the scrutiny, but it's great that he's getting these. I'm I'm really glad that this year did not kill him. And I'm really yeah. glad that they did not give him that interim job because I don't know how much attention he'd be getting in that regard if he'd gotten that job and they ended the year the way that they did. Um, so I'm really glad that he's getting that love still. I don't know that they're going to hang on to either of them. Um, maybe Brown. I mean, we'll see. Um, I could see Evero. Everyone's going to have options. Yeah, he's going to have choices. If they can hang on to him, I'll be thrilled because yeah. I thought I think he did a great. I thought he was the best coordinator this year. I thought he crushed it. I thought he did a great job. Um, and you know, look, if they can hang on to Tabor, I wouldn't hate it either. I mean, I think at the I I, I enjoy his frankness. I think his I think the guys like him. You yes, know, agreed. I, I think they were just so broken by the end of the season that they just had kind of. It was too far gone at that point. Mm -hmm. I really do. I, you know, it also makes you look back at what Steve Wilkes did a lot more favorably too. Yeah, because they were also broken. Although maybe it's just different. I mean, this year just started. Even in the preseason, it was just such a like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> just never really stopped, did it? So yeah, you know, I mean, I that's... would love it if they hung on to Tabor. It's been the best their special teams have been in a while. I think Tabor is the guy they're most likely to hang on to because remember Tabor was part of Matt Rule's staff. Like he is clearly a, a Tepper guy as much as anyone can be. I think like clearly Dave likes having him uh, in the building. So I would think that Tabor is the most likely of all of them to stay. Uh, I, I think that even Thomas Brown will have options for a more uh, maybe to join a more stable and proven staff, maybe not as offensive coordinator, but certainly he has 
You're trying to be so nice. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't want to, I don't well, want maybe, to carry you. can stay and grow here. I mean, it, it depends I, on what they want. You know what I mean? I would be okay with that personally, yeah. because I did see enough that I liked when he was, you know, he, I, he tried some stuff that I thought was interesting. And, and after Reich was gone, they finally started doing things like rolling Bryce out and things mm-hmm. like that. I could at least see that they were trying on offense, which was a stark improvement from yeah. uh, when they were not. Well, so here's why I was trying to be very careful in, in what I said is because it's not just what the Panthers were last year. Yeah. It is also the fact that you are bringing in a young offensive coordinator as head coach. Like, does Thomas Brown look at that situation and say, I'm not going to grow here. I'm going to be in the exact same situation I started in last year where I have a title yeah. in name only. And, you know, maybe maybe we see also, and I mean, maybe this isn't fair to Bryce, but if Thomas stays, maybe that's a reflection on what he thinks of Bryce too, because he does have sure. options. So, Yeah, very, uh, very fair. Uh, speaking of options, we, now that the coach and GM are hired, we start to think about, this roster and i wonder you know probably the biggest name free agent that has said very publicly he intends to be a free agent he does not intend to resign with tampa bay is mike evans can't that, imagine why Bless yeah. <laughs> i oh i wonder if there is enough of a good feeling about what tampa did this year that perhaps he would want to follow canalis to carolina Maybe. I mean, I, I do think if you're Mike Evans and I'm not saying this to be mean to Bryce, but I don't know that that's where I'd want to go. If I'm an old receiver looking for another you, title, or you do like have that. to imagine that going from uh, Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield was enough of a culture shock that he's going to try to find another Tom Brady esque situation. As well as Baker Baker played this year. He is still a noted thrower of what we call hospital passes <laughs> right and there were there was at least one time this season i literally texted you i think baker just tried to kill mike evans like yeah, it was it was again it was the first game against the panthers the one in the rain down in tampa yeah so like i don't know I, i'm not saying bryce would throw him those kinds of passes but at the same time like sometimes you're just too old for this shit yeah and like I, I, you know do i want to be there to like patiently nurse a young quarterback along <laughs> that i have no relationship with if i'm mike evans i'm like yeah i'm good I'm going right. to go somewhere where I don't, I can talk shit to the quarterback and I don't have to worry about it. And I can, you know, we can win now. I, I um, think now, I would think I love the, to have him on as opposed to torching our asses every year? Would I rather can't beat us? Join us, please. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I would. But <laughs> I also like, I doubt I wouldn't do it if I were him personally, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, I think though the selling point would be like Bryce is already a more accurate passer than Baker Mayfield is. So you are instantly getting eliminated the possibility of those hospital balls. But will you see the football because the (laughs) O-line won't hold up long enough for you to get downfield. And that is where I come to the next one that I have paid attention to is Damian Lewis, uh, who has been a starting guard in Seattle for the last four seasons. He is going to become a free agent. Gotta, gotta imagine there's a good chance that Seattle puts the franchise tag on him if they do not get a deal done, but it's another one I'm watching another guy with relationships with these two new leaders that, you just hope at some point there is a spark uh, and uh, a spark that gets other people wanting to sign here. And, you know, right now relationships are kind of the best thing to to base that hope on, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, at first when I heard that, like, uh, he and Dan Morgan were good friends, mm-hmm. I was actually a little discouraged because I was like, oh, well, that's why he got hired. 
But, you know, reading more into it, I was like, okay, maybe not. I can see a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, relation, that's a reality, like relationships mm-hmm. help. If you know the person that you're going to work for and like them, you're more likely to want to go. Like you said about Mike Evans. Yeah. There is that possibility that he liked Canal so much that he would want to stick it out anyway and do what he can. Um, I don't know. I mean, he had like one year, one or two years in Tampa where he could, right. he had a good time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe more, but like, let's be real. Like, uh, Canalis, just to, just to, um, I don't know if placate is the right word, but people that kind of had the same fears that Lauren did. Canales did interview for the Tennessee job, even though Tennessee ended up moving pretty quickly on uh, Bill Callahan's son. I believe he interviewed for the Atlanta job as well. Um, so it's not a situation of uh, Carolina was the got there who they wanted because they were the only one in the league who wanted the guy. Right. Yeah. And and like I said, too, like, I, you know, I mean, for me, I'm glad that they went in a young direction and an innovative one and in an interesting one and one mm-hmm. that I wasn't necessarily expecting. And I'm glad it's an offensive coach. I really feel like this team should hire an offensive coach forever and always until they get good offenses. I don't know. Call me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I think this probably uh solidifies that this upcoming draft you are going to see maybe every single pick go on the offensive side of the ball i mean are we a picks we well started in the second round we don't have any great picks <laughs> well that's the, see here's that's the other problem too right i mean not a huge one because like this the, i think what we all have to realize is this is not a thing where we get canalis in here and you're going to the playoffs next year right. like that's not how this is going to work and so you know they only have i think it was like 28 million in cap space uh 31 31 okay mm-hmm. yeah 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 sorry 31 that's not that much no, it's draft picks. So like, I don't know how much better this team is going to get next year. I think a lot of, I mean, it'll be a testament to the creativity they're able to use and how much they kind of, everybody kind of buys into this. To I, I also think to a certain extent, there is going to be an extended, um, critique of the Reich hire based on next year, because both you and I looked at this roster before the season, looked at the division around it and said, it's not like they should be completely out of it. We did not expect as bad as it was. I thought there was a chance they could. In fact, I did pick them to go to the playoffs before the season began. Maybe it's a matter of new message. Hell, even new messenger could be something that helps. Obviously, a lot has to improve, right? Receivers have to get separation. Offensive line has to keep Bryce uh, upright or give him time to deliver uh, more um, more competent passes. A lot has to improve, but I do wonder if a new regime um, changes what is possible with this roster. Yeah. I think I think on a certain level it does. I think again, we just would like to see like improvement, particularly on offense. Yeah. You know, one thing we could call the podcast is uh what I have a Spotify playlist that I continue to add so- sad songs to. I miss touchdowns. I miss touchdowns. I do. I miss them. I miss when they felt easier. It is or possible. Uh, 